Hey, hello, what's up, and welcome into this week's episode of the Geek Garage Podcast. I am Ted, joined as always by show founder David. Say hello, David. Hey, Ted, how are you doing? Wow, that's uh, a little too much excitement for what we got going on today, so I apologize right off the bat. Not accepted. Moving <laughs> right along, now that David's ruined the mood, or brought it up and ruined it, none of this matters. Uh, yes, David is correct. That is a little too much excitement for what's going on today because it is uh, all bad. Yeah, basically. nothing nothing good. Nothing good. This week we are unfortunately doing an episode called The Death of Movie Theaters? Question <laughs> mark? Uh, because it's looking like that's going to be the case. Uh, but before we get to that, David, hit him with some show notes. Sure. So first up, uh, like always, the first couple of things we got going on uh, are for people that have not tuned into the podcast for a while or are brand new to the podcast. So we just recently launched our Etsy shop. We have some merch as well as some cool stickers on there. It is called Geek Garage Gear because we're fans of alliteration. So if you'd like to check us out on Etsy, you can search for Geek Garage Gear or click the link in the show notes below. You can find us and go buy some cool stuff uh, and support the podcast. You can follow us on social media, uh, as always, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. However, the best way to stay up to date with the goings-on with the podcast, aside from listening to our weekly episodes, is through the Facebook group. Uh, it's called Geek Garage Podcast Fans and Listeners. There will be a link for that as well in the description. What we do is basically conduct some uh, nerdy polls and other fun, geeky conversations. This week, or er, so far this month, it's all been horror-themed stuff, uh, appropriate for the month. Yes, the serial <laughs> poll was, in fact, uh, horrifying in and of itself. <laughs> no. Well, hey, to be fair, people uh, people did talk about their favorite spooky-themed serials. We we did get a lot of that. So, but yeah. All aside right, your point. I'll allow it. <laughs> aside from the serial poll questionnaire thing that we threw up there it's it's all been you know spooky conversation topics but yeah anyways going forward uh, if you'd like to interact with us on social media and participate in those fun nerdy polls and conversations follow us at the uh, the link below in the description um if you'd like to support the show there is a couple ways to do that please subscribe to the podcast if you have not already if you have thank you if you have not shame on you unless this of course your first time listening to the podcast then you should most definitely subscribe we also appreciate ratings and reviews where applicable we know that not all podcast apps offer them but i actually did some research yesterday to figure out which apps offer some sort of rating and review system. Apple Podcasts is pretty much the gold standard, really, when it comes to anything podcasting, like Spotify is looking to gun them down. But as of right now, Apple Podcasts is still holding strong in the lead of just the gold standard when it comes to podcasts. And of course, they are one of the few that you can leave ratings and reviews on. You can also leave a rating and review on CastBox, Podchaser, Stitcher, and Podcast Addict. But of course, if you'd like to just straight up subscribe to the podcast and not worry about reviews and ratings and all that other bullshit that kind of helps us out in the long run, which is why we ask you to do it anyways, you can just subscribe. So whatever. 
If you are interested in supporting the show in ways that cost you a couple doll hairs a month, you can follow the link below also in the description to our Patreon page. Uh, our Patreon donors get a couple of really neat perks like a button and sticker set that's exclusive to donors. They get their name up on our Patreon wall of donors page on the website that lists you and your side hustle if you have one. Uh, and uh, you get cool updates on uh, and behind the scenes stuff on a weekly basis for what's going on with the podcast and what's coming up. Uh, later on in the month and all that cool stuff so if uh tiers start at two dollars and five dollars so if you you know it's not that much money if you'd like to get involved with that we greatly appreciate it but yeah uh back to you ted all right well uh you've certainly convinced me to donate support money. the podcast <laughs> yeah, support the podcast and donate money um not really but uh yeah <clears throat> Definitely, uh, definitely thank you to everyone who is currently a patron. We are doing, uh, useful things with your money so far as you know, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> if you would like to join, as David said, you can do all that. We're very excited for all of your doll hairs. We want yeah. one melon doll hairs, in fact, but that's not even over there. I mean, for the most part, our, your funds have basically gone into buying your own stuff. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like the buttons and the t-shirts. You gave us $5 a month for a 35 cent button. Great investment. Uh, they actually cost more than that, but I don't know how much. Yeah. None of this matters. We're going to edit that out. David, <laughs> make a note to edit that out. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, as I said at the top of the episode, we are going to unfortunately be covering um, the second closing now of movie theaters, the second shutdown of the movie theater industry, um, which I... I am afraid, and some people that are more in the know than I am are also afraid is going to be the last one. They don't see movies coming back. So probably going to be a pretty depressing episode for those of you out there that like the movie theater, like David and I do. So mm -hmm. um, we'll try and keep it light, but basically the world is ending. David, hit the music. All right, so David, uh, like I said, we are going to try and keep this as upbeat and uh, quote unquote positive. As We're going to try, can, but there's no promises because, like I said, the world is ending. Mm -hmm. Quick, uh, quick recap for those of you that aren't in the know: Last Friday, October the second, MGM announced that they were again delaying the release of the new Bond movie, which I believe is called No Time to Die. David, correct? That is correct. Right. Uh, this has had basically every release date uh, possible. Mm -hmm. I think I think at last count, this is what the fifth or sixth release date that this movie has been assigned. At least, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's been. It's. I mean, it's definitely not the only movie to have sure. multiple release dates up until this point. But yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely been pushed back a few some times. Them, yeah, some of them not even COVID related. Uh, that was last Friday on Saturday, October the third. Uh, Regal announced the possibility of a worldwide indefinite shutdown. Do 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 do. Creepy. Mm-hmm. And then on Monday, the 5th, they were like, yeah, fuck it, we're closing. Thursday, October the 8th, deal with it. End of business day, we're shutting it down. Yeah, I like to think that 
basically that announcement on Saturday was like the start of a very brief game of chicken between them and like MGM and a few other like big movie. I don't know. What do you call them? Production studios. studios. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about that, David. Um, The movie theaters lose every time in that game of chicken. (laughs) Yes. I'm saying that's not what it was. I'm just saying it makes no, uh, no sense whatsoever because their business and their success is predicated upon people being there. Right. Uh, the movie studios can sell DVDs and streaming. So mm-hmm. theaters lose every time. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that. I, I have some thoughts. Um, yeah. First, a quick recap of films that are delayed. This is by no means supposed to be comprehensive because at this point, you know, I don't think anybody outside of maybe the top, you know, studio heads and, and some of their uh, upper level management really knows, you know, or, or really know what all movies are going to be delayed. But some that have been announced, uh, first is Black Widow that has been pushed back to next May, 2021. Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> well, you were the one who told me about this, like the, the, uh, like, like we said a few minutes ago, the, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, no time to die. Wasn't the first movie to be pushed back several times. Case in point, black widow. This is another one. It was due out May of last year. And then it got pushed back to, I believe October, November. And then you texted me the other day and I was like, well, I'm going to go jumping on coming traffic. And I was like, yeah, it, it kind of is. I can, I can wait. It's going to suck. I can wait, but I didn't want to bring that bad news to my wife. Like, and, and I didn't, <laughs> Yes. So, uh, Lindsay, if you're listening, we just made that up. It's still coming out as scheduled. Uh, Next up is No Time to Die. Like I said, that has been delayed now to April 2nd, 2021. Uh, I anticipate by the time you listen to this podcast, that will have been delayed to, I don't know, like 2040. (laughs) Uh, The heat death of the universe, somewhere in that range. Right. Daniel Craig's going to be rolling out the red carpet on a walker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He'll be rolling out a fucking electric wheelchair. Uh, A Quiet Place Part 2, which uh, April 23rd, 2021. It's going to be real loud by then. What was that supposed to be a funny? Yes. Uh, (laughs) You can edit that out. It's fine. And then finally. I thought it was pretty funny. Spiral, which isn't that the next Saw movie? Yeah, I think. I think it's supposed, yeah, the the start of the Saw reboot. Yeah. Thank you, whoever decided that was a thing we needed. And go fuck yourself. Uh, that's May 21. <laughs> I mean, like, it's got Chris Rock, so it, it should at the very least be interesting. Uh, yeah, yes. Interesting is a word to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have never liked Saw all that much. Um, I like the first one everything else was like just pure torture porn and yeah, i'm just not boring. into that yeah. i'm not into that subgenre i mean i liked the first hostel but just like saw like david the... you're admitting a lot of things that you didn't have to tell anyone <laughs> okay well you know what i'll just go fuck myself <laughs> you could have just kept that shame deep down bottled inside where it's supposed to be yeah well i mean if people want to give me a hard time for not being into torture porn horror then you know I, they, no, no, they, I fully agree with you on that aspect of it. But anyways, yeah, so uh, after that, we have the ninth Fast and the Furious movie. I think it's just called F9. So it's, yeah, it's called yeah, yeah, F9. F, uh, I mean, great titling. That they just Fast, re- Nine Furious. Yeah, they there's just all the other titles were taken, basically. Yeah. So they're just like, 
F9. Sure. All right. Uh, great. Uh, great. We can all go home. Venus drift. <laughs> I think they're supposed to go to space in this one. Is that, I, I read that somewhere. I don't know if that was ever agreed upon. I, I don't keep up to date. With I, I hope they the, go to space and they get fucking stranded there. That's what I hope happens. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, Dom's one facial expression is just frozen forever yeah. in the vastness and emptiness of space. Yeah, yeah that'll be good. Uh, but yeah, F9 that was delayed until that was basically a whole year uh, yeah. until uh, well, what I, what I meant to say is like it was about to come out and they were bold enough to push it back a whole year instead of like trying to push it back to just the fall or whatever. I think they really enjoy like the spring and summer releases for these movies, which I guess makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a summer sort of franchise. Right. For sure. Venom, let there be carnage. Uh, That got pushed back to June 25th, 2021. I am... I was a fan of the first Venom. I'm not sure how I feel about Woody Harrelson playing Carnage uh, with that goofy-ass orange afro. It's, the, the, the wig is bad. It is, in fact, not good, but we'll see. And, and Annie Circus is directing. I don't know if he has any directing credits under his belt. Off the I don't know. So I, I think we talked about this in a previous episode as an aside, or maybe you and I talked about this off the podcast when that was announced. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of someone who understands motion capture and CG and a lot of things that they're going to have to do to make this movie good. I was going to say interesting, but good. Sure. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, all of that is going to be heavily involved. So um, he definitely knows a lot about that. Now the trick <clears throat> is, does he know how to translate his knowledge into being a good director? You know, it's like, I, I think about like sports where the best players are usually pretty awful coaches. Right. So I don't, I mean, obviously it's not a one-to-one sort of comparison, but I'm interested to see how that turns out. Um, yeah. I like yeah, Woody Wilson. Mm-hmm. I think that he might make a good carnage. I just, the, the wig, man, it's bad. It's real bad. <sighs> yeah. Like I said, it's, it's not great. Um, so, but we'll see, you know, I, I've been surprised before. So, uh, next up, we got Top Gun Maverick. We waited a long ass time for a sequel to the original. So what's another couple months, I guess, uh, that got pushed back to July 2nd of next year, 2021. Which that's a pretty good release date for it. Yeah, you know, right, I'd say right that's Independence Day. Right. Yeah. Get everybody all up in their patriotic emotions and whatnot. Mm hmm. All right, uh, so the next one that got pushed back is Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Um, I can't remember when that was originally slated for. I think it was sometime this uh, next February 2021, and it went ahead and got pushed back to July 9th of 2021, so only a couple months, but you know, whatever. Uh, the Jungle Cruise movie with Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson that got pushed back to July 30th of 2021. Halloween Kills that was originally apparently it was originally supposed to be out this October. I didn't yeah. realize that it was supposed to be this soon. I, I probably did and just forgot because life. yeah, that's been filming for that wrapped. I want to say before COVID started, but I. But I yeah. like, or before like the COVID related shutdown started, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's got to be one of the suckiest things. Like for these movies that have wrapped for quite some time and just 
haven't or and then like they don't have a place to show it now like yeah it's gonna be and i know um with that one i was especially bummed being such a big halloween geek um sure you know that one sucks yeah i mean none of these are great you know but i'm just as a personal aside that one kind of sucked the most for me i think yeah i was i mean especially with the 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 it wasn't a reboot i I, just a a continue continuation yeah the the one that i i really liked um yeah so i was definitely looking forward to this one um anyways dune uh of course that was due out mm, like this month right originally and then i think so and then it got pushed to december Right, and now it is basically pushed a whole year from Almost, its original. Yeah, 10 months. They just released a trailer for this, too, like mm-hmm. two weeks ago, I think, if that. Yeah, yeah, and, and we actually, we were we meant to bring it up on the podcast whenever the trailer first got released, but then we stopped recording and we were like, fuck, we forgot to mention Dune, so uh, I guess we could talk about it now or in a few minutes if, if you want, but... Uh, Let's see. The Batman. Batman. Uh, that yeah, got pushed that, back a, a year as well. Uh, it looks like March 2022 is is what it's slated for. I mean, it already had a pretty wide, uh, or not wide, like a far pushed back date to begin with. Uh, so Doctor Strange, the next one, that one is... Looks like the original release date was May of next year, 2021, and now it's looking like March 25th of 2022. Uh, So sad news for Doctor Strange fans. I was definitely a fan of the first one. So that's definitely a bummer. Um, And then, yeah, we got Avatar and Star Wars, which, I mean what's his name james cameron he can go fuck himself anyways for taking so goddamn long with avatar not like it was good to begin with and star wars makes him perfect (laughs) so i think we've talked about this before the thing with avatar is like from a technical standpoint from like a pushing the cinematic experience standpoint forward Mm -hmm. or from pushing the cinematic experience forward standpoint that movie is amazing right in terms of a movie it kind of (laughs) sucks Yeah, it's basically the same rinse, wash, and repeat kind of premise that a billion movies before it have had, and it's just so tired, and you're like, I mean, there were so many people willing to overlook that just for, the, like you said, the CG and the special effects and the groundbreaking-ness yeah. of all that, but yeah. Some uh, some late breaking news: the, the next Jurassic World movie. Uh, I think this just broke right before we started recording. That has mm-hmm. been delayed. Uh, I did not catch a date on it, but I know that it's pushed back quite a bit as well. Yeah, Ted. I don't know if you can hear me, but I am playing the world's smallest violin at the moment. <laughs> About the Jurassic World. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, like I told you when I texted you, there hasn't been a good Jurassic Park movie since 1996. So I don't know why anybody's excited for it. But <laughs> and, it and that is the correct statement uh, to make there. It's what been quite a while. Now, now we listed all those movies, and there are tons more that have been delayed that we didn't cover. You know, we mm-hmm. we could spend three hours just discussing movies that have been delayed. Um, 
that would be boring. So instead, we're going to bore you with something else. Right. We, we say all those to say that movie theaters are fucked. Uh, that is a fair assessment. Now, interestingly, I've, I've been reading a lot about this because I was worried that theaters were never going to reopen the first mm-hmm. time they closed down. Then, of course, right. they did for, I think, uh, a month, maybe it's been maybe not even quite that long. Uh, I, I think it's it's been at least six to eight weeks. OK, you know, a, a, a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're closing again, which, look, I understand. I, I, um, I'm of two minds about this. On the one hand, I understand them not wanting to be responsible for it from both a business perspective as well as just a moral perspective. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the wrong move because if you look at potential super spreader events, and I'm not a doctor and I'm not a COVID denier, I'm not one of those crazy people either, but mm-hmm. sitting in a quiet room away from other people with a mask on, not bunched up together. That seems like a fairly safe place in terms of things you could be doing other than staying at home. For sure. Like I read all the guidelines that Regal set out that they were going to strictly adhere to, like they were going to take groups of people that came in and space them at least six feet apart. You know, they they were going to have a completely cashless system uh, where you can even order your food or your drinks and stuff ahead of time and pick them up i don't know how that system was supposed to work but i mean like the whole nine like they had this amazing system set up that like made me that much more excited to go back to the movies because i was like they fucking figured it out like this whole thing sounds like something that would work plus like you said ted everyone would be wearing masks except when they're eating food obviously and everyone's like facing in one direction it's not like two people are like facing each other yeah it it just seemed like i don't want to say foolproof but you know a a safe way to resume going back to the movies and right yeah and Again, you know, in terms of things that you could be doing, comparatively speaking, it seems like going and seeing a movie in the theater is much safer than um, like going to dinner, for instance, where you're, right. you know, you're not wearing a mask. You know, you could conceivably go see a movie and never take your mask off. Now, look, um, again, we're not doctors, either one of us. Um, so don't take our word as gospel, you know, follow the use some common sense for one thing, but also follow a lot of the. The CDC guidelines. I was going to say, yeah, a lot of the guidelines you see that are like, hey, here's how we think to be safe. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not an expert, you know, um, <laughs> I'm not a complete, not a complete dummy, but, you know, I also don't run a movie theater, so I don't know. My guess would be streaming is going to win out. Yeah. Now, interestingly, I, I I say that and I and I stand by that, but interestingly, it doesn't seem like a lot of the movies that have been released or at least it doesn't seem like some of the movies that have been released as um, digital downloads mm-hmm. have been very successful. And yeah. I, I say that as released to stream alternative to being shown in theaters as a new release. Right. Yeah. I think the most successful one, quote unquote, is Onward. Uh, I think that was originally slated, if you can even count Onward, because I think that was maybe in theaters or about to hit theaters. And then Disney just decided to drop it on Disney plus and just as like a, you know, coronavirus sucks. We're giving you this, but yeah, like you said, I I think you're kind of referring to like Mulan. Um, I'm having trouble thinking of like 
some of the others that that have dropped it hasn't been a whole lot no uh mo- and you know most of the big tentpole kind of movies that would have released in this time frame since lockdown originally began you know they're not going to be released digitally if they can help it you know right um that's why you see so many movies like black widow for example they expected to make a lot of money off of that movie so they're going to push it back and hope that theaters recover now some movies have been more successful than others. Mulan was basically a fucking tire fire of a disaster. <laughs> yeah. It made virtually no money streaming in the U S and it bombed in China also, which Disney really counted on being a big market mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. It bombed. I am not a geopolitical expert, so I'm not going to pretend to know all of them. I just, you know, you, you can look and, and read all the articles for yourselves on why people are speculating that it's, it bombed. But I think a big reason is it's just not a good movie. That's what, that's what yeah. a lot of people are saying is like, regardless of all the politics that may or may not be tied up into it, the movie's just not good. Yeah. And I mean, the, the jokes on those people for still holding out hope that Disney is going to make a good live action remake of a movie. Like they're pretty much Oh, for 500 now, like there hasn't been a good one. Uh, yeah. There's been decent to terrible ones. I, I don't know personally where Mulan falls on there because I wasn't a huge fan of the original. I appreciate the hell out of the original, but it wasn't my favorite. Uh, and of course, I have not seen the new live action remake, but I know that tons of people had issue with it not being a musical or there wasn't really any music in it to begin with uh the the dragon whatever i i it was originally voiced by eddie murphy i believe and uh whatever that dragon character's name was Mushu, i think yeah that's right uh he's not in it so people had major issues with those couple of really big things that they did not decide to translate to the live action remake right so yeah it, i feel like you kind of said it either, you know, just a second ago or previously, it was kind of doomed to fail from the start. Yeah. Um, like I said, also some movies have been more successful. I know Bill and Ted um, has mm-hmm. been fairly successful. Now, I don't know that it would have made more money in theaters compared to what it did on streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that some of the early adopters of streaming, like Invisible Man, um, it did fairly well as a digital release. Um, you know, I, I don't know the exact numbers and I, I don't know that anybody really truly knows the exact numbers outside of the studios. Um, but I, I seem to recall it doing fairly well and, and becoming modestly profitable. Mm-hmm. Um, but movies like that, movies like The Invisible Man, movies like Bill and Ted, they don't cost a lot to make. Now, when I say a lot, I'm talking about comparative to other films. Sure. Yeah. Right? Now, you know, $30 million is a lot of fucking money, no matter how you stretch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But compared to something like uh tenant for example that is alleged to have cost somewhere in the neighborhood of 400 million all told you know because nolan's got to record with the imax cameras and all that it becomes a different sort of discussion um interesting side note about tenant um there's a scene in the film and this uh, this isn't a spoiler um to any major plot point um because i I haven't seen it so i don't know but i've read that there's a scene involving a c-130 aircraft which is a large aircraft Mm mm-hmm uh, or a 747 aircraft, some sort of large plane. And uh, it was actually cheaper to 
actually use <laughs> use the giant aircraft and you know shoot at it than it would have been to do that scene in CG, which amuses oh the shit out of me. Um, you know, they literally built a set and crashed a plane, basically, and uh, it was cheaper than doing CG, and it also looks better. So you know, wow. um, yeah. Now I do think that for the movies that tried to open theatrically, which there haven't been many, no, um, and predominantly most of the ones I've seen um, that have been released, not not seen as in gone to theaters and watched, but have you know noticed have been released, I should say, they seem to be either smaller movies that mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have done super well anyway, right? Um, or I know a couple of foreign films were were released as well i know there was a big chinese movie called the the 800 i believe um it it was never going to make a lot of money with u.s audiences and then tenet is apparently not making a lot of money either yeah which is unfortunate because again it it costs a fucking boatload to make and if that movie isn't making money um odds are that was probably a big reason why studios decided to push their films back because they were like well Nolan, who basically bleeds money at the box office. Um, if he's not making any money, odds are we're not either. Now, I think some movies probably would have done well. I think Tenet is a little heady. So mm-hmm. even if it is a Nolan movie and he's got a big following and is very well respected and, and all that, you know, it's pretty heady. So it's going to be, it's, it's not going to be easily digested like something like Black Widow, which is not to say Tenet is high art and Black Widow is trash. Um, yeah. Just that Black Widow has the established following of 20 some odd Marvel movies before it, whereas Tenet is a new story, albeit granted by a popular director, it's still a new story. It's kind of depressing. Yeah. I, I think one of the big things that I was thinking about this earlier, one of the issues with the theaters opening back up, but not seeing a, you know, just a, a, a flood, like the floodgates opening up of people coming back to the movie theater is because uh, there's still tons of people without jobs. I mean, people had a hard enough time beforehand, before the pandemic of justifying going to the movies, you know, and spending upwards of 30 and $40, you know, to, you know, just to see a movie and, you know, a drink or two. So with all that, I mean, like I said, it, it was super expensive to go, to the movies to begin with, but you pile on top of that, you know, they're opening and it's exciting, but at the same time, there's all these people out of work and they're living on like a third or a fourth of what they're used to making. So people really only have money for the bare essentials. Um, It's uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a depressing time and not, it doesn't really have a super hopeful, future to look forward to unfortunately i mean i'm trying to remain positive about it like really that's that's all you can do we're all fucked the end (laughs) um so you know david we've talked a lot about how movies are getting delayed and some of the reasons for that what do you think is going to happen in terms of uh you know where movies go from here right like the evolution of the releases right so if if it hypothetically speaking if movie theaters you know a year from now still aren't open and it's not looking like they aren't going to be open at all or whatever kind of like what you were saying at the beginning streaming is going to be the new the new norm like 
we already got pretty comfortable with with staying at home and watching watching TV and movies at home like because it got it got relatively inexpensive to set up a home theater system. I feel like if if there was going to be some sort of evolution moving past movie theaters, it's going to be kind of like what Mulan and a few others did where the initial release is like 30 bucks and you so you pay for that but you get like the digital download uh, and you get it you know to keep forever quote unquote um, i know that's another discussion that we've had the, the legitimacy or validity of your digital downloads that you actually pay for whether or not you actually own them but that's that's kind of my thoughts is is just movies becoming more a part of like the streaming landscape uh, releasing. And I mean, I really don't have a whole lot of ideas when it comes to the logistics of releasing them on streaming services. Maybe there will be like a movie theater streaming service where, you know, you can, where it's like theatrical releases, you know, so it'll be like the Netflix of theatrical releases, maybe. Um, right. One thing, one thing that I thought would be kind of fun is like a, a drive-in theater renaissance. Like, I know that they're pretty old school, and you know, back in the day, they they kind of worked uh, worked out well. It's it's all speculation, right? Um, and, and guessing. I, I definitely would like to see. I like drive-ins. I like the idea of drive-ins and I'd like to see a little bit of a renaissance with that. I do know that some drive-in theaters have stayed operational or Mm -hmm. resuming operations and seem to be doing fairly well. Um, but I mean, it's a pretty safe, again, that's a relative term, Mm -hmm. um, alternative to some other things that you could be doing. I mean, if you think about it, you're leaving your home and getting in your car and you're not getting out really. Right. Um, anywhere if unless you choose to so you can you can go and we have a driving theater fairly close to where we are it's about 40 minutes mm-hmm. uh, east or southeast yeah i think um, it's, it's yeah it's really inexpensive i think it's 12 or 15 bucks a car which you know that's basically the cost of one movie ticket in a mm, theater right theater. yeah so um I would, I would like to see that. I know I've seen some drive-ins are doing special engagements, um, similar to how some some like sit-in theaters are doing. The uh, I know Regal called them like the Regal Classics or the Regal Throwbacks with the, the right. five-dollar movies. Yeah, um, drive-ins. Some drive-ins I've seen are doing something similar where they're having like uh, mini festivals. I guess would be right. Drive it or like yeah, um, like double know, features, double and triple features, uh, which is cool. I said it before and I stand by it. I think that streaming, if theaters stay closed down, streaming is going to win the day. Mm-hmm. I don't want theaters to stay closed down selfishly, you know, uh, if nothing else. I love going to the theater. To me, no matter how good the home theater system is, unless you have a real top, top, top of the line system, there's no there's no competition. No, I, I yeah. And with what I said, I, I don't want that to get misconstrued as I side with the side of streaming. I I definitely 100% agree with what you say. There's no substitution for getting in your car, driving to the theater, meeting your friends, getting your soda pop and popcorn, and sitting in the dark with a bunch of strangers staring at a giant screen. 
Um, there, I mean, there's literally nothing else like it. You can't replicate that in your own house. I don't yeah. care how goddamn big your projection screen is. Yeah, I mean, no matter. I think we've all had bad experiences at the theater with bad crowds or people sure. talking, what have you. And it's still, I would still take that. Um, mm-hmm. A good far away is the bad, in my opinion. Yeah. That said, I mean, it's kind of up in the air. It depends on what happens with COVID. And I don't think anybody really knows, other than the people that let out of the lab, know what is is happening with COVID. Um, So I would like to see a point where movie theaters come back. I'm curious, though, something I've been reading about and something I've been kind of thinking about, if the major players in theaters go out of business. So let's say Regal and Cinemark and... Alamo Drafthouse and, you know, all these major theater change or chains or semi-major theater chains go kaput. Mm-hmm. Do you think that someone else steps in and tries to take over and open up a new theater chain? So somebody like Netflix or Amazon or Disney or what have you? Hmm. I don't know. It's interesting, you know, it's interesting to consider from, from my, this is kind of my game theory tree about it um it doesn't make sense for netflix to do it they've always been a streaming service Mm -hmm. now i know that they have on occasion done like uh they've rented out theaters to play their originals to qualify for oscar runs they did that for the irishman but that is a far cry from just running and operating a theater chain right disney could do it i mean they already have the biggest share of really the the popular movie going segment yeah um because you know disney obviously plus the marvel cinematic universe plus they now own 20th century fox so the largest chunk of uh of popular movies and 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 movies that people go see are already owned in some way by disney so they could do it but they just launched disney plus so why wouldn't they just pimp that and say, Hey, the only way to see our movies is through our app or through mm-hmm. our streaming service. Right. One that's interesting. And there's not really anything that's been leaked or rumored about that they would do this, but it's an interesting thing to think about. Like I said, is Amazon. Yeah. The fact is they are a giant company. They have a stupid amount of money and they have shown that they're willing to try the brick and mortar thing. The, well, not just the brick and mortar thing, because they do have the Amazon stores. I was going to say try different things. That's just something to think about. Um, because they have their own studio that releases on, of course, their Amazon Prime video app. Um, I believe they have also had some small theatrical runs. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe in five years we're talking about how for an extra $10 a month, you get, you know, Prime Theater or something. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope not because I like the way theaters are now, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I, I've given some, a little bit of thought to during this time when they're closed down, like things that they can do once theaters open or reopen when and if to ensure safety, uh, but also on on the at the same time making sure that those investments aren't just warranted because of the virus like one thing that i thought of and this this isn't you know things that i've heard of um you know theaters 
thinking about trying this is just you know a, a random thought that came to my head like what if theaters like gutted out like a third of their seats so that there's you know kind of like the gaps in between the first row where the handicap seating is um where you have like two or three seats together and then you have a gap where a wheelchair um seat would be and then you have another you know set of two or three seats right uh, maybe something like that but then you know you kind of they would have to like split the difference on these kinds of decisions like ones that would make sense to to have on a permanent basis even after the virus is over hypothetically speaking that it, it mm-hmm. does you know go away uh so i don't know maybe maybe something like that i don't know but yeah one one cool thing i saw uh i believe this was alamo draft house but i could be wrong um they were offering like you could rent the whole theater out for a flat rate um something like we'll say it was like 300 bucks for a movie mm-hmm. and you got the whole theater and you think well 300 bucks is a lot of money but then you think well i've got the whole theater you know, I can probably get 10 people together and chip in 30 bucks and they're not that much worse off than if they had gone to a regular movie screening and we sure. got the whole theater to ourselves, you know? Right. Um, now there were some caveats to that. I think you also had to like buy dinner. Um, I, that's why I think it was Alamo draft house because it was one of the theater chains that you got like a meal and uh, right. So I think it was like 300 bucks to rent the theater. Plus you had to have like $200 worth of food and beverages. So you're looking at like $500 Saturday night, which again, with 10 or 15 people, that's what 35 to $50 a person roughly. Yeah. Not that's bad. Still not a terrible amount of money. Or like David said, you know, there are a lot of people that are in much worse financial situations right now because of Corona, which, you know, that is, trash corona's trash basically mm-hmm. i don't know i'm depressed now let's let's stop talking about this and get on to something else better i guess we can we can talk about uh, briefly the stuff we got, got got coming up for the rest of this month um, i know we promised on ye old social media and especially the facebook gr- group excuse me that we were going to try and keep all the topics this month uh, on the spooky side um and so far we're doing great our first episode of the month is definitely a topic that scares the shit out of us. Um, you know, the idea of movie theaters possibly not being a thing, but coming up next week, we are, this was actually suggested by you, Ted. Um, I, I think you said the, this movie had a, a recent anniversary or a, a anniversary of its theatrical release. Isn't that right? Uh, yeah. The original premiere of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the OG, of course. And I believe if nothing comes up, we will be joined, be, be sorry, be joined once again by Shauna Hoyt, who has been featured on a few other horror-themed episodes in the past. I think the last one that she was on, it wasn't... Psycho. Psycho, thank you. Yeah, she was featured on Psycho. She was featured on the... The Friday the 13th watch along um, and uh, I want to say one or two others maybe but yeah uh, like I said if all goes according to plan and nothing comes up she will be joining us for that one we'll be excited to have her back on it's always a treat when she comes on because we're two babbling idiots and she is fantastic and she knows her shit when it comes to anything and everything horror related including movies books stories etc 
So that'll be fun. I believe, uh, Ted, I think you're going to sit this one out, but we're going to do a boys uh, season two recap. And then we will wrap up the spooky month with our second, uh, second little, um, what do you want to call it? Second part, part two of informal paranormal series that we got going on and it'll be ghosts, spooky ghosts. Uh, so yeah, if you have any ideas on talking points regarding ghosts, ghost stories, urban legends, yada, 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 we would love to hear them. Uh, you can hit us up on, of course, any of our social media that has been mentioned, um, especially our Facebook group. Yeah. Ted, you got anything else before we sign off? Uh, yeah. One last thing before we sign out of here, David, um, or I guess one of two, I should say first being shit that doesn't suck. For this week, I have chosen Shaun of the Dead, a romantic comedy with zombies, as it was <laughs> billed. Um, I saw this movie, I think I was, I had just graduated from high school, I think, right around the time this movie came out. And to this day, it's one of my favorite movies. I've seen it, I, I say this about a lot of movies, I've literally seen this movie probably 400 times. <laughs> Dude, um, it's so good. <laughs> I, liter- I literally watched this movie every day for a month and a half straight. Um <laughs> The Batman soundtrack, throw it, throw it. Yeah. Uh, I quote it like literally every day. Um, (laughs) some line from this movie, I quote almost probably literally every day. Like I said, uh, I just made my girlfriend watch it and I think she enjoyed it. She, she didn't break up with me. So I'm taking that as a good sign. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That that's a good sign. That's yeah. But, uh, uh, it's just, it's so, 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 so funny. Um, some of my all-time favorite gags in any film are in this one. And um, I, I just watched it Saturday uh, or Sunday, and I'm probably going to watch it by the, by the end of the week just because I'm thinking about it again. So uh, Shaun of the Dead, great, great fucking movie. Yeah, that's – it doesn't get any more classic than that. I, I can't remember what episode I brought that up on. And You know what? I think it was, and this is kind of topical, actually. Uh, I've been doing the hashtag 31 days of horror on the social medias, um, just like I did last uh, last year, but uh, with with a slight spin. But last year, uh, this was one of my 31 movies that I picked. And I believe part of my verbiage in the post was that it was my favorite zombie movie. Uh, I know it's not your quote unquote typical zombie movie where there's little to no humor in it, but it's still a zombie movie. Um, and it's, yeah, uh, it's the hill that I will die on that. It, it is my, my favorite. So yeah, good choice. Um, but for my shit, that does not suck. I watched recently for the first time, Gerald's game which came recommended uh, again when I uh, posted, I want to say last week or a couple days before Halloween, sorry, October started asking for suggestions because with the hashtag 31 days of horror that I was doing, the spin that I was putting on it was instead of movies that I posted all movies that I had seen before and liked, I wanted to watch some new ones. And so naturally I, asked for some suggestions and this came up. I forget exactly who suggested it. And I got to say it's, it's pretty fucking good. Uh, it, I don't want to say it's a little slow to start, but it takes a turn that I did not see. 
And that turn is a very Stephen King-esque kind of turn where it like turns and then turns again. And you're like, oh, Um, so in that right, I feel like it is one of the better Stephen King book to movie adaptations, at least of the, his contemporary, uh, uh, works or, or in terms of like book to movie adaptations that are, the movie is more contemporary. Um, you know, no spoilers of course, but yeah, I mean, you know, the premise is that, you know, husband and wife, they go out on a, uh, wilderness vacation in a very remote place and try and rekindle their love. He has a heart attack uh, while she is handcuffed to the bed. They were getting kinky and um, yeah, he, he dies and then craziness ensues. So uh, yeah, go watch it. If, uh, if you have the chance, it is streaming currently on Netflix. Right on. Uh, one last thing before we wrap up some unfortunate news today, and that is the passing of guitar God, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Um, thanks for bringing this up. You know, I, I don't, I, I can't speak for anyone but myself. Um, I think that this probably is true for a lot of people, but I remember being a teenager um, or, uh, you know, a younger kid and wanting to learn to play guitar and somebody playing eruption mm. and just being like, Whoa. yeah. Um, no, he, he definitely had those guitar licks where you listen to it and you're like, you just know that it was him. That's Van Halen. I was, I was blasting it from my phone while I was giving the kids a bath tonight. Um, I was just like stomping my foot and like, fuck Panama. Uh, so yeah, rest in peace to him and uh, a lot of thoughts and prayers to his family and friends. Blast yeah. from Van Halen uh, in his honor.